Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, I'm going to do a little bit of a bonus episode, a question and answer segment. I realize I haven't done one in like, I think, three seasons or so, so it's about time. I love just having an honest sit down where you can ask me anything you want, you know, and it's just kind of off the cuff. So I'm going to answer a few questions that I got from listeners all around the country, and we're just going to get started. First one comes from Michael in California. He asks, why does God hate pride? You know, I've shared many times my own story of how God dealt with me when it comes to pride. I really covered this a couple seasons ago in the episode, Why God Hates Pride. So make sure to go back and check that out. Well, this is a big topic. This could take up the whole show. So I'll try to keep it short. (laughs) God hates pride because pride is the opposite of humility. It's saying, I don't really need God because I got this. Everything I have, everything I own, And who I am is because of what I have done. Prideful people are consumed with themselves and they're masters of using others to elevate themselves. They're not quick to admit fault. They're not quick to ask forgiveness. They're not teachable. You know, there's so many branches to the root of pride. But, you know, God tells us in the Bible that pride and wicked people do not seek him. And all their thoughts, there's no room for God. God literally will turn his back against a person that has pride. I mean, just imagine that. The same Savior that died on the cross for our sins, you know, he took it all on him, would actually turn away from us and reject us and walk the other way because we were walking in pride. I mean, that's how much he detests the spirit of pride. And God warns us many times in the Bible, what will happen to a prideful person, you know? A prideful person will eventually crash and fall, but the humble, he exalts, he elevates. We have to know our place to stay low, and he remains high. God is to get all of the glory. It's not about us. It's not about our own selfish motives, us being successful, us being elevated. None of that really matters. All that really matters is that God is elevated, that He's known, where we constantly and joyfully give Him all of the credit. It's the humble person that surrendered that God will use in mighty ways. But if you are a prideful person and, you know, you just call on God when there's an emergency and there's not that constant need and desire, that quick conviction, that, you know, quick to repentance, if you don't have that type of attitude, then I encourage you to repent and get your heart right. Because God really does hate pride. It's not the person he hates. He hates the sin of pride. Pride, self-righteousness, conceit, it's all a sin. And it separates us from God. It prevents us from having the thing that he wants the most from us, and that is a close and intimate relationship with him. You know, we live in a culture that actually celebrates pride, right? It celebrates independence. It celebrates promoting yourself as like a girl boss or being self-made. The truth is God does not honor or bless that type of attitude. This is how you'll recognize a person that is dealing with the spirit of pride self-elevation, all about me, I'm never wrong, you're wrong, I need to interrupt you when you're talking, just talk about me all the time, constantly defending themselves, justifying their actions, not teachable, 
That self-absorption comes from a hardening of heart. All of those are very prideful behaviors. And if you recognize these behaviors in your life, then you are dealing with the spirit of pride. And friends, I'm just teaching you what I had to learn, you know, from my own experience, because this is something that God had to uproot in my life about 10 years ago, and now I can recognize pride so quickly. Now, a humble heart pleases the Lord. A humble person is quick to admit fault, teachable, quick to listen, slow to speak, quick to give God the glory even when they get complimented, and super aware of their constant need of God. Every moment of every day, we cannot do anything in our own strength. It's only by the grace of God that we are able to do anything worth of value. That doesn't mean that we don't have confidence. We do have confidence, but it's confidence in Christ alone. Our next question comes from Julian, North Carolina. How do you stay away from feeling tempted while still single? Ooh, girl, yes. Really, you need to be satisfied with Jesus as your lover. But to give you some practical steps, I will tell you, you can't just listen to anything, watch anything, hang out with anybody, because depending on what you take in will lead to temptation. I mean, maybe that one movie, that one song, that one person won't do it for you, but over time, the more you feed, you know, your flesh and what you desire, like watching the romance movies or watching other R-rated movies or listening to secular music, surrounding yourself with people that are just, you know, open to compromise, trying to get you to date just anybody. I mean, all those things will mess with your mind over time, will break you down and will lead you to compromise, will lead to temptation. So you have to have really strict boundaries when you're single, you know, stay in God's word, stay in his presence, be surrounded by people that are going to encourage you to wait for God's best, to stay pure, to not live a compromising lifestyle that will hold you accountable. Let me tell you, you need those people in your life. I have people that hold me accountable, making sure that I don't fall into temptations. But only God knows what you do behind closed doors when it's just between you and him. So really, that is the time that you have to really guard your purity, guard your eyes, guard your ears from really the pleasures of this world because the world's standards are super low and they're completely the opposite of how God requires us to live. So the more you're on social media comparing yourself to other people, other couples, you know, so-and-so's getting married, you're not, you know, so-and-so's dating, you're not, you know, you're watching movies that, you know, where they look like these perfect love stories, you're listening to music. I mean, all of that will really breed a spirit of discontentment in your life. So you really have to guard your heart. I hope that this helps answer that question. And I also did a recent podcast on this topic as well, Single and Satisfied. So go and check that out. The final question I'm going to answer actually kind of made me laugh. It was unexpected, but it's from a listener, Sarah in New York. She asked me, she said, your skin glows. What are your top tips for beauty, health, any health secrets you have? Well, honestly, I get asked this a lot. I mean, for maybe like 10, 15 years, I've been asked, what is my secret? You know, people think I'm 15 years younger than I am. 
And I always joke with them, but it's really the truth. I really credit Jesus, my relationship with him, you know, just that clean living. So I tell people, first off, it's Jesus serum. (laughs) You got to get you some Jesus serum. (laughs) You know, I'm sure you know people or you've been around people that they worry all the time. They're always stressed. Well, that affects your health inside and out, you know, affects your skin. You'll see people with a lot of forehead wrinkles or, you know, they look more aged. And it's because they're running around worried all the time, stressed, striving, and there's no peace. But Jesus serum to me is, you know, just having that life of peace, supernatural peace. You walk in it no matter what the circumstances. The peace and joy of the Lord not only makes you look younger, but it gives you a youthfulness and an attitude that people are attracted to that they want to be near. But of course, I take some practical steps as well. So I'll share those. I tell everybody and I try to get everyone I know on this, but it's very important that every day you wear sunblock with zinc. Not because you're going to be outside or in the sun, but find a sunblock with the active ingredient being zinc. Right now I'm using one I get from Sephora called Super Goop Zinc Screen. Some blocks have come really far. You can get really sheer ones, you know, that don't have that white cast that aren't super thick. So that's the one that I'm using right now that I recommend. But to wear it every single day, whether you're in the sun or not, you know, even if you're sitting by a window, the sun is hitting you. So protecting yourself from the sun not only protects you from skin cancer spots, but it also prevents signs of aging. Another thing that's very important is getting good rest at night. You know, getting at least eight hours of sleep is very important. So I think if I was someone that did not sleep well, I mean, it would show up on my face, right? So you might not want to be around me if I went days without good sleep. So that's important. I also would say stay away from injections and things that are going to permanently change you because you're trying to look younger. You know, I've never had Botox. I've never had anything done to my skin, to my body. And I think it's addicting. I've seen women who get work done and they actually look older. They look frozen. You know, you don't want to look like that. You want to look normal. You want to age gracefully. I'm not saying don't get facials or skincare or things like that. But once you start to inject yourself or do surgery, then you actually start to look plastic. So I do not recommend that. So I would say to use a good sunblock with zinc every day. So when you go to bed, if you have dry skin, oily skin, whatever it is, you know, use moisturizer. I don't mean CVS products or drugstore products, but good products, Sephora, Ulta, you know, quality product. SkinCeuticals is another brand I really like as far as skincare goes. And then, of course, you know, beauty comes from the inside out. So really the way you eat will affect your skin, will affect your mood, will affect, you know, your body and your health. So really start to eat healthier. You know, if you're someone that is addicted to fast food or soda, I mean, honestly, cut it out. I don't buy soda. I haven't had fast food uh, for maybe 20 years. I mean, my only exception has been like an In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A in a blue moon. And I know that it's real meat. You know, it's not like McDonald's that does not use real meat. And that's a whole nother topic. And you can check out the latest podcast that I did with um, my chiropractor, Dr. Dodd. And we talk about health. We really dig into the topic of health in the episode living in alignment. So check that out. But really what you eat, beauty comes from the inside out. So you're eating, you know, junk. If you're eating fast food, 
there's no nutrients in that. So really, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. I mean, you really just have to cut out some things that you never go back to or rarely ever go back to. Like, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat fast food. I don't drink soda. I drink a glass of water every single morning. As soon as I wake up, the very first thing that hits my mouth is a glass of water. And I love coffee. You know, I make sure I have a good, strong cup of coffee. But before I even make coffee, I drink a glass of water. Because when you're sleeping, your body actually dehydrates. So when you wake up, the very first thing you need to do is hydrate yourself. So these are some lifestyle tips that I can give you as far as staying and feeling and looking young. Number one, most importantly, spending time in God's word every day. It's the vitamin for your soul. He alone can give you that supernatural peace and rest that we need. And then, you know, you need to be mindful of what you eat, what you put into your body. It's protecting your skin every day. It's not going and injecting yourself with, you know, all these man-made products, which are full of harmful chemicals. So these are my tips, you know, how to stay beautiful from the inside out. So friends, that wraps up today. I just wanted to do a little quick question and answer. I'll probably do one again in the future, but um, this was really fun. I love just being honest and open and just answering any questions you have. You know, I'm just an open book about my life. So I love answering your questions. Let me pray over you today. Lord God, I just pray for my listeners. I just pray that you bless them, Lord God, that you give them clarity in their life, that you break off any strongholds in their life, Lord God, that you draw closer to them, that they desire and crave and hunger after an intimate relationship with you, Lord God, that you would just mold and shape each and every one's life, Lord God, to reflect you, to walk in their greater purpose and their greater destiny. And anything that is a roadblock, Lord God, would be removed in the name of Jesus, that you would heal hearts, transform minds, and be greatly glorified in our lives. Amen. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith and be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.